from the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Thursday night football in the city of Hamilton. Three and five Tie Cats hosting the 0 and 9 Elks at uh, Tim Hortons Field. Bob O'Neill along with Andy Fantus. From the fourth floor, Tim Hortons Field for Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. And it is time for Speaking with the Enemy presented by Red Tag. Unleash your inner beach bum with RedTag.ca's irresistible fall vacation deals. Escape, renew, and rejuvenate with a RedTag.ca ultimate beach getaway. Travel made easy with redtag.ca. Book today. Here with us from the city of champions, and I say that with all the love, folks, is Alex play-by-play broadcaster Morley Scott. And again, as always, thank you for your time, partner. You bet. Anytime. Glad to be here, guys. I, I'm still going to campaign. I would like this segment changed to at least uh, talking to the frenemy, at least, right? <laughs> it always is. It always We're is. We're all in the same family, aren't we? Let's, uh, let's get along. You know, <laughs> Morley and Scott, there's nothing better than winning, and on the flip side, losing definitely hurts. I'm going to ask you, how's the confidence level of the Elks as we sit right now, just before kickoff? They're saying all the right things, uh, even like right from right from the start of the season, moving through to you know 0-1, 0-2, 0-5, 0-7. You know, now we're to 0-9. They still, at least they're saying it, and I imagine it's getting harder to believe it as as they move forward. But they're saying that they really believe. They're a better team than everybody thinks they are. They really believe that if they can get one win, they can turn this thing around and still make a bit of a run for it. Obviously, they're running out of time right now. But, yeah, their their confidence level remains the same, and I think that's because they've had some good stretches uh, in, in games. I mean, they've had the lead in a few games. They've played close in a few games. They took it to Winnipeg big time last week to start the game, and then uh, everything slipped away from them af- after halftime. So they're they're surprisingly, they're probably more confident in themselves than you would think for an 0-9 team. Well, Morley, the Elks are certainly a team that I had on my radar coming into the season as one of the surprise teams in a positive way. So I'll be first to admit that uh, so far I've been wrong. You're surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly surprised. Uh, But a a loss like last week, up 22-0 and then losing... you know, by double digits is 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 a tough one to swallow. And um, what? How are the emotions in the team now with that? Heartbroken for the most part. It's 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 strange because you know they're just trying to get over the hump, and, and every week they find a new way to lose. It seems whether it's you know one week it's penalties, the next week it's drop passes, the next week it's bad passes, the next week it's a rouge, uh, you know the next week it's maybe a couple of missed field goals, uh, you know. And last week we were we were joking, oh well they haven't lost this way yet. They haven't built a big lead and then lost it, uh, and then they went out and did that last week after after building the, the 22 nothing lead on, on a red hot start uh, to the football game. So. Surprisingly, like I said, they're in pretty good spirits. But, man, you can tell it's chewing everybody up inside. Uh, Chris Jones especially, talking to him week after week after week. Uh, he's he's at a loss. He said he's never been through anything like this in his football career. And uh, he's tried a lot of things, and nothing seems to be working right now. My mistake, a nine-point loss, 38-29 was the final last week. Uh, a little bit of turmoil within the organization. Front office, uh, president gets uh, let go part ways with with the team 
Uh, do you think that affects the on-field product at all? I hope not. I, I would hope not um, uh, because, I mean, really the president has nothing to do with football prep, playing the football game. He's trying to sell tickets and suites and advertising, right, and, 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 and other things on the business side of it. So, um, I, you know, Victor Cui was, uh, is uh, a fine guy, a, a, a guy that everybody seemed to like. And I think the players had a pretty good relationship with him. I think it surprised a lot of players, but I think they were surprised. And then they said, okay, let's go back to work now. Trey Ford got his first start of the year last game. And, uh, of course, we remember his first start of his career here in uh, Tim Hortons Field last year in, in the victory over the Ticats. Um, started out great. I mean, had some really exciting plays. Uh, TV ratings were amazing, uh, apparently. And... What, what does he bring to this team? I mean, he's a, he's a dynamic player, fast, elusive, has an arm, but um, do you think uh, it brings more excitement from, like, a fan community perspective Absolutely. Well? The fans have been clamoring for him to play. I mean, uh, every week, week after week on Twitter, it's like, why won't they play Ford? Why won't they play Ford? And then uh, there's a hashtag going around. It was, like, uh, free trade Ford and, <laughs> and everything, right? Uh, and, and Chris Jones stuck to his guns, and he said, you know, he hasn't played, he hasn't been a good practice player. Uh, he didn't have as good a training camp this year as he had last year, uh, and but he had to go to work and practice. And I'll tell you what, the, the two or three weeks before he got the start last week, he was on the field after practice uh, a lot of the days all by himself. He was he was running. He was he was you know taking the fake snap, running, throwing at a target, uh, just doing a lot of work by himself. And, and he's played better in practice. And then when they made the shakeup with the OC, uh, they decided that uh, they, at first they said they were going to have a competition for the quarterback job between him and Jared Daigie when they came back after the bye week. But day one of practice, uh, day A it was uh, practice uh, after the bye week. Chris Jones said Trey Ford's going to start. And uh, he did, uh, and uh, he was okay. Like, he, you know, he didn't blow anybody's doors off. I mean, he had 189 yards on a touchdown pass, ran for 50 to touchdown pass, and a touchdown. But I think he just gives a, just an, a little spark to everybody, uh, even the, especially the players. I think the players are just a little, you know, there's just that something, you know, a play's never dead with him. You know he can turn nothing into something by just, you know, spinning and running. So I think they're, the, the offensive players are a little bit excited about making the move, and the fans certainly are as well. A couple of big changes within the team. A uh, big loss on defense. Luchez Purifoy has three interceptions already, two for touchdowns. He's out. He's on the six-game injury list. Uh, Eugene Lewis, who, of course, was uh, amazing production in his whole career, uh, hasn't really found his way yet so far in Edmonton, uh, but he's back off the six-game what did, what are those change, how do those changes affect this team? Uh, well, big uh, adding Eugene Lewis is going to be fantastic for the offense. I mean, he's such a big play guy, and, you know, as he says, he calls the 50-50 balls the 90-10 balls, 90 in his favor, of course, right? Uh, and, and he's, you know, we saw him for two and a half games. He had 200 yards in two and a half games, including a 102-yard touchdown reception in, in his first game with the Elks. So uh, we know we've all seen him play for years. We know how good he can be and what he can add. So I think people are excited to see him back in, and hopefully he stays healthy can be productive and Trey Ford can get him the ball hopefully he doesn't feel the pressure to force the ball to him because he's Eugene Lewis and he's back in the lineup so we'll see how that plays out but uh, you can't go wrong adding Eugene Lewis to any lineup right so uh, on defense uh, 
Lucas Purefoy is going to be a big miss. He's probably done for the season, I hear. Uh, so uh, that's going to be tough because he's they, they've really had a tough time with the veterans in the defensive backfield. I mean, uh, they were going to start with uh, Aaron Grimes, Ed Ganey, and Lucas Purefoy all back there, right, in, in one position or another. Uh, Grimes doesn't make it out of training camp, and he's done for the year uh, again with another knee injury. Um, Ganey gets hurt in week two and goes on the six-game injured list. He finally gets off the list in his first game back, or second game back, Purifoy gets hurt. So they've had uh, they've had rookies in, in the defensive backfield for most of the season, and teams have been picking on them, as they should, right? Uh, some of them have played well. They've all had their moments of, of, of uh, good play, but they've all had made mistakes as well. Yeah, a lot of weapons are starting to... Uh, all that excitement in the offseason, all those acquisitions, well, you have, you have some big playmakers starting to make big plays, and of course injuries hurt you know, the overall picture of that, like you mentioned with Eugene Lewis, but you got Kevin Brown coming off a 98-yard game last week, and Dylan Mitchell's got th three games with 50-plus yard catches in a row, uh, which hasn't happened in a while, and you got you know, Mr. Steady, Emmanuel Arsenal, 137 straight games with a catch, pretty Amazing. incredible. Um, player so how do you spread the ball to all these guys Stephen Dunbar Jr. Kyrie yeah um, that's that's an issue I mean they're gonna someone's gonna always be left out especially with Eugene coming back now you know for a while the uh, at the start of the season it was Dylan Mitchell he wasn't able to uh, get the ball very much in the first couple of games then some injuries started he got the ball a lot Kevin Brown's a funny story you mentioned 98 yards last week yeah he got 65 of them on the first play of the game so do the math on that right he had like 91 yards in the first eight minutes of the game and then finished with 98 he had 100 yards at one point and then lost some yards so he almost had his first 100 yard game so that's the thing they got to get more consistent with him on the run game too you know morally you continue to be one of the best in the business we certainly appreciate your time thank you so much for checking in and and being friendly with us <laughs> and he mean hey this has been speaking with the enemy presented by red tag we are closing in on kickoff folks between the tiger cats and elks here at tim hortons field but first andy will have his car start keys to victory we reveal the tiger cats starting up roster and then there's those DreamWorks tools, the keyword you've been all waiting for that, folks. And we want you to stick around on Tiger Cats pregame presented by DreamWorks on the Tiger Cats Audio Network.